Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You join me for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm joined now by Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. We're going to begin with the latest GDP um, figures, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We had uh, first quarter GDP from the UK out this morning, Thursday. Um, We saw uh, 0.8% growth quarter on quarter, but that was actually below analyst expectations for 1%. And also the year on year figure came in a bit softer. But the really big figure that everyone's been focusing on is the month on month figure for March, because it saw the UK economy contract by 0.1% for the first time this year. Now, back in January, we had 0.7% growth. Hmm. And in February, we were flat. And now we've turned negative. So it paints a really uh, negative picture if we're thinking about the trajectory of growth and it's potentially setting us up for um, a recession that being technically two consecutive quarters um, of negative growth so if we were to see a negative reading in the second quarter and the third quarter we would then enter a technical recession yes um i suppose it's not i mean it shouldn't really be that surprising should it that um, things are are turning down and particularly it was such a service-driven economy um as the cost of living begins to bite one would sort of expect things to be turning down shortly yeah well in in the first quarter we had a pickup in demand uh you know we're coming out of the pandemic Mm. uh, restrictions were easing omicron was also easing off so demand was relatively robust but then of course with the onset of war in ukraine we had a big supply side shock um, that help to push inflation even higher. It was already going up uh, post-COVID, and then that war exacerbated those inflationary pressures. So on the supply side, there's already a lot of pressures in place. And now we might start to see a slowdown in demand as that pent-up post-COVID demand eases. We see interest rates move higher. We see the cost of living crisis start to squeeze household budgets and disposable income uh, start to fall. So mm. it's now that both the demand and the supply side that are creating pressures that, that could potentially land us in a recession at some point this year. So what's that effect is that having as far as the market's concerned, as far as I suppose as sterling is concerned? Well, sterling has been trading at two-year lows. Part of this has been on the back of US dollar strength. There's been a big move in terms of flows towards the greenback, partly because of expectations for faster tightening from the Fed, but also because of its properties as a a safe haven amid the risk-off 
a turmoil that we've seen across mm. equity markets. Now, the FTSE 100 has been relatively resilient, but today it's down by more than 2%. Remember, the FTSE 100 isn't necessarily the best gauge of the UK economy. It's better to look at the 250 for that because that's a broader gauge of more companies that represent the UK economy. The FTSE 100 itself is more of an international uh, looking index with energy companies uh, and other um, uh, corporates that make a lot of their profits abroad. Um, so the FTSE 100 has been quite strong, mainly because of its favourable uh, mix of sectors. It's got uh, energy in there as a high weighting, as well as banks. And these have been quite strong sectors amid the turmoil. It's really the tech sector that's been hit hardest. Time for us to take a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Uh, I'm in conversation with Victoria Scholar of Interactive Investor. Um, you talked about the tech sector um, there, but let's perhaps look um, around the world, but particularly at, at um, the United States, where the Nasdaq is very tech heavy, and a lot of companies like um, Peloton and um, Netflix and even Amazon of late have been disappointing the market. They really have. I mean, just to give you a few figures here, Netflix is down by more than 70% so far in 2022. That's the worst on record. Facebook is down by more than 43%, also the worst on record. Tesla down 30%, Amazon down 36%. Um, so that gives you a real sense of the sheer size of um, the moves that we're seeing. And a lot of um, investors have become slightly desensitized to these wild swings because we've seen this volatility since the start of the year. So it's been over far, four, it's about four and a half months now of these wild swings. Um, but yesterday we had US inflation data and it was a bit of a mixed picture because on the one hand, we saw the number come down in April from March. So perhaps suggesting that inflation is starting to peak. But the other way of looking at it is that it actually came in above expectations. And the market took that as inflation still being hot, the fact that it was um, above forecasts. Um, so that's why we saw this precipitous decline in the Nasdaq down by more than 3% on Wall Street last night, with some of the big tech stocks sharply lower, like uh, Tesla and others. Mm. Uh, and we've also seen, I mean, Apple, the, the, which had been the world's um, most valuable um, company, um, actually losing its, its crown to an oil company. Yeah, I mean, I think this is really interesting. It's Saudi Aramco, the Saudi Arabian state-backed oil giant, which has overtaken Apple. It's now the world's most valuable company, hitting a record valuation of $2.43 trillion, overtaking the tech giant at about $2.37 trillion. And it's a combination of 
uh, rising oil prices and then the tech sector turmoil that have sent both stocks in opposite directions. So now Apple has lost its top spot. Now, remember earlier in the year, Apple was the first company ever to reach a valuation of $3 trillion. But it's those concerns about inflation and the Fed and the sell-off in tech that's dragged the iPhone down sharply. Um, it fell 5% on Wednesday, and it's now down nearly 20% from the March highs. Um, and you talked earlier about uh, banks and um, energy stocks having done well. Is there another sector that's doing particularly well out of this sort of change of sentiment? I mean, the move away, presumably we're talking about a, a big sea change, uh, moving away from tech and into what are called value stocks. Yeah, I mean, I think there is certainly this shift towards value stocks. There's also a discussion about whether um, it's time to look at dividends again. Um, because you're not getting growth at the moment in terms of share prices. Um, I think that the US dollar is looking attractive at the moment. We've already seen a big run up of about 10% this year. But if we continue to see the Fed pushing higher in terms of interest rate hikes, and we continue to see this nervousness, that is driving flows to the US dollar. And interestingly, typically, you'd see the Japanese yen bid up in times of uncertainty. It's a very much a traditional safe haven. But given the dynamics that we're seeing from the Bank of Japan, it's sticking to ultra-loose monetary policy. Um, and that's really detracting from its allure. So a lot of currency traders who might have been in the Japanese yen are now switching to the greenback instead. And you want to talk briefly, I think, about crypto as well, which we don't touch on very often. No, I just thought it was uh, worth a quick mention just because of the sheer volatility that we've seen in the market. You know, Bitcoin down by more than 12% today, breaking below this key 30,000 mark. Looks like it's on track for its seventh consecutive week of declines. Um, and it's down by more than 40% since March, down by about 60% since um, November. And interestingly, we had results from Coinbase uh, yesterday, which is a stock market proxy play for the crypto market um, it's a crypto platform um, if you don't know and basically it reported a loss of 430 million dollars uh, in the first quarter which is almost 10 times bigger than analysts were expecting so it's really really been struggling with this crypto sell-off um, and softer trading volumes and, and weaker user numbers but you know there was always discussion about whether crypto could be the digital gold, you know, and be used as an inflation hedge. And clearly, we're in a spiraling inflation environment. And it's proven that it's not working as an inflation hedge. Yes. Um, it's proven that it's actually highly correlated with some of the riskier stocks, like in the tech sector. So when the Nasdaq falls, crypto seemed to fall as well. Victoria. Thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor, who'll be back with me, I hope, in a fortnight's time. That's it, though, for this week from the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.